Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yes, hello. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of Sports Day. Because I'm TLT. I can't wait. Now, mate. Stop being so predictable. TLT. Mate, how long till Team is Tuesday comes back? TLT. Three months. Uh, two and a half months. Yeah. Well, the first game's like the second or third of March. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't oh, wait. We, we got the charity shield before that. Well, you we should do it for that then. Every trial. Oh, and you'll still do it every Tuesday anyway. <laughs> yeah. Hello, listeners. Hello, Scott Sattler. I saw your wife today. Ran into her. She looked stunning, by the way. You Again, are batting way above. No, no, your wife. Did she have a... her Santa hat on? No, she didn't. Mm. She didn't. Uh, I I said to her. Um, we're handing out Christmas presents here at Sports Day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So it gives people a chance to get me something when they realise how crap the present they gave me. She goes, I've already got yours. That's that's my New Zealand accent impersonation. Mm-hmm. She goes, already got yours? I'm going, right, I don't know. What Just accent it. was that? Cheer, bro. I've already got yours. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. Okay. So is it a joint? It shouldn't be a joint present. A joint? I'll give you a joint at all. <laughs> What? It shouldn't be. It can't be a joint present because I've got you individual gifts. Well, so you can't give a joint gift. Well, it's a joint gift. No, you can't do that. So you got to. No, have... I'm saying to you, it's going to be a joint. Well, gift. Well, I don't it want it then. I don't want it then. <laughs> Fine, you can stick it. Steve Mascord joins us on the 25th anniversary of the NRL. 25 years ago, snuck up. Where were you when it was announced? Can you remember? I was. Um... End of 1997. Uh, no, it was now, wasn't it? Yeah, no, end of 1997, I was going to 1998 season. We we're at training. Panthers. Yeah, we we're at, no. Uh, oh, Crushers. Chargers. Char- I, I, get, I get all these. Gold Coast Chargers. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. How many teams you play for? Five. Well, I played for. Five. I played for two Gold Coast chapters. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. It does. Um, anyway, uh, that 25 year anniversary didn't sneak up on us, actually. <laughs> we had 25 years warning. So no, I well, I that. didn't realise it was 25 years, to be okay. quite honest. Well, that's what you say. Chris Nelson with a racing preview. Ah, my favourite horse on the weekend ran second. And great spawning moments of 2022. We continue this. Nick Kyrgios? To... Doubles? No. Not with Kokonakis? No. No. That, okay. that, that will not be a highlight of 2022. It that, should be a highlight. No, it shan't be. Well, we, there was a lot of Australian viewers that tuned into that game. Yeah, no, they were waiting for the Ash Barty final. It was on the same night. Don't think about it. They were, true. mate. They were. Trust me. Uh, no, it's not that. It's one of our greats of football. Now, which football it is, you work it out. All right? We'll do that real soon. It was a monumental moment in – what did I say wrong? It was a monumental moment uh, throughout 2022. We're going to go to a break. This is Sports Day. Uh, thanks to the seven-seat Kia Sorento large SUV. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Uh, You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. New Manly coach Anthony Seabold 
has admitted Sats he regrets making a business decision to move from the Rabbitohs to the Broncos on a five-year deal. Well, you do now, but at the time, you would have been you would have been just licking his chops. Well, Coach of the Year taking over from Michael Maguire when he was at South Sydney. Uh, took over a very good group of players from, from the Bunnies and uh, went, to a, went through to a p- preliminary final before he signed that deal with the Broncos. And, yeah, you're right. In hindsight, it wasn't the best decision. But at the time, uh, one of the biggest contracts when it comes to coaching that was offered to a, a coach that didn't have a lot of experience as a head coach. Uh, we've done a lot of work, or I've done a lot of work with Anthony Seabold um, throughout the last 12 months with calling the Rugby League on SEN. And uh, I spoke to him actually about his time at Brisbane. And he said, I knew that the Broncos, being a Queensland boy, he's a, he's a Rockhampton boy. Um, he, knowing that Brisbane and a one-team town, he knew how, how much of the spotlight you're going to be in. He said, but I didn't really understand until I experienced it as a head coach where Instead of coaching in Sydney, you may have one or two media at your training session. But at Brisbane, you would have seven or eight at your training session. A player goes down with an injury, and when he'd go up to the office to try and tell the CEO or the general manager of rugby league or the, or the head um, club doctor, whatever it may be, he said it's already out on Twitter. Mm. He said, so I was, you know, I was always running that, walking that tightrope. And uh, it's really hard to juggle when you're in a one-team town, especially one that's as that dominates southeast Queensland like the Broncos do. It's a little bit like the West Coast Eagles in Perth. I know there's two teams there, but they really dominate mm. the Western Australia. So, yeah, in hindsight, I uh, probably would have looked at it again because, you know, you would like to think that you would have a little bit more experience under your belt as a head coach before you take on a juggernaut like the Brisbane Broncos. But we saw what came out of it. I mean, not only the scrutiny and pressure about losing games and, not living up to the expectations of, of what the Broncos board members um, always expect, but the pressure that it put on his family as well. Because from memory, I think it was his, horrible. His, his family stayed in Sydney. That's right. So the kids could finish school. So to make matters worse, he was you know he, he couldn't go home and and be comforted by you know, by the family when things aren't going great. He was and vice versa when yeah. things when people turned on his family. Yeah, some horrible social media. Um, posts about his about daughter. his daughter and yeah. yeah. So, what do you think he's? So fast forward now to to twenty twenty three. Sorry, next next year. What do you think he would learn? What's the biggest thing he would have learned from his time at the Broncos that he'll take to Manly? Talking to some players that were coached by Anthony Seabold at the Broncos, the first I think the first bit of advice that he should take about his time at the Broncos is to not overcomplicate the game. Right, yeah. You're not dealing with scientists and, yep. and medical students. You're dealing with rugby league players who really want a simplified game plan and a really open door and approachable head coach that can talk to them about things away away from rugby yeah. league. Yeah. So what he may take from that is, one, how to handle the media. And now that he's, he's worked a little bit in the media now in the last two years as well, how to handle the media, but most importantly, simplify the game. The most successful coaches... Always simplify the game. Mm. Okay. Good thoughts, I think I think he'd be good at Manly. I think he'd be really good. And he's building a good team around him as well. Yeah, I just yeah, I just hope he doesn't get excitable, too excitable, and just thinks about just those 
those building blocks of success. Don't worry about trying to yep. you know, have an NFL playbook. There you have it. Scott Sattler saying he wants Anthony Seabold to be boring in his uh, coaching <laughs> role at Manly. Well done, Sats. For expert car service, uh, book into your local Repco authorised service centre. Sports day for the 7 seat Kia Sereno large SUV. Steve Mascord looks back on the 25 years of the NRL and how it came about, how, how we got back together after the Super League war. We'll get to that next year on Sports Day. The seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. This man, I'd tell you what, you'll struggle to find much smarter in the world of rugby league than this guy we're about to chat to, Sats. The most committed man when it comes to rugby league. The most amount of frequent From an flight. international level, not just an NRL level, which is what I love about him. He's escaped uh, the winter in London for the sunny, I think, northern beaches of of Sydney. I've seen his Facebook littered with him drinking beer with mates. Eating burgers. <laughs> eating burgers. What a life this bloke lives. Steve Mascord, thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Guys, I'm about to dispel that amazing introduction because... Um, the, today is the 25th birthday of the NRL being formed. And as we know, the Super League world was full of ridiculous things like Buck the Bronco running seven Melbourne Cups during the World <laughs> Club Challenge game, fireworks in the daytime, Belinda Carlisle falling off stage. So anyway, I thought that I would, um, I thought I would have this uh, celebration with a few people and do that stuff you just talked about, drinking and eating, at the Captain Cook Hotel, which is the closest pub to the Sydney Football Stadium where all the clubs met 25 years ago today. So I just walked, lovely walk, blissful walk, back home, first glimpse of new Allianz Stadium, life's wonderful. I get to the other side of the road, the pub's closed. (laughs) So so, so I'm actually with Brad Walter from NRL.com. We're standing in the deserted beer garden behind the uh, Captain Cook and we're going to have to relocate. And I, I suddenly hope not too many people are coming. As I was walking here, I hoped a lot of people come. Now I hope not too many people are coming. <laughs> You'll still get tossed out. Now, published a book last year, Two <laughs> Tribes, which is a, a well-researched and a really good read for if you're a rugby league fan, uh, Masco. And I go back to 1995. I was playing at the South Queensland Crushers. I was about 23. We started hearing about this possible breakaway competition called Super League. We didn't know a lot about it, but all the officials did and all the executives did when did you, as a journo, when did you start learning about this possible Super League breakaway? Mate, it was actually, I really hate that question because I'll tell you why, Matt. I did actually hear about it very, very early, but only from one source. And I, and it was, and I couldn't stand it up anywhere else. And as a result, I wasn't able to write it uh, because I, I obviously had to uh, respect that confidence. So I think Alex Mitchell, well, Super League is back on. Uh, that happened the morning of... Um, the, the, the Western Reds game against St. George in uh, 1995 over there. And um, I think um, Alex Mitchell from the Sun Herald asked John Quayle and Ken Upson about it at Kings Park overlooking, you know, the new frontier of, uh, of rugby league, the coast-to-coast, uh, Auckland-to-Perth yes. empire. And, um, and before, uh, before it even got off the ground, um, it, was, it, was, uh, it had been torn apart. So... I remember that day very uh, vividly, Sats, because I was um, lucky enough to be on the plane that went to all the new clubs uh, that that weekend. And um, and then it was on, wasn't it? Um, for us, it certainly was uh, dominated our, our work life uh, for the next three years. Now, I remember it didn't get off the ground initially. Um, but am I right in saying, from memory, Masco, in 1996, 
that some clubs had round one off if you were playing a Super League aligned club. Am I correct in saying that? Well, they, yeah, yeah, they 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 forfeited, so um, they couldn't. the The decision came too late. The appeal fell over too too late for them to um, get teams together. Um, I think uh, the Warriors uh, didn't lose their points because they were um, they had a strong uh, Auckland Rugby League sort of grassroots ARL sympathetic. Um, administration. So they said, we will field a team of local park players and we will play. So they didn't lose their points, but all the Super League teams uh, forfeited that first uh, uh, weekend. And um, it's funny now, isn't it? Uh, all these years later, uh, people are talking lockouts and collective bargaining agreements and what's the worst uh, case scenario. Um, I hope we don't see that again. Hey, Masco, was, was, this, was this all born about, was it because of television networks or was it Telstra versus Optus? No, it was, it, was, it was two things, right? It was expansion happening at the same time as the introduction of pay television in Australia. So expansion meant we had two different models, business models of clubs rubbing up against each other. We had the old um, Sydney poker machine uh, kind of membership uh, um, 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 uh, set up. And then we had the Brisbane Broncos and the Perth Reds and North Queensland Cowboys. Not so much North Queensland Cowboys, they were a little bit grassroots. And they were like American clubs, right? They had to make money... Uh, and they had to um, um, get customers through the gate uh, to pay the players, so they were run like big American businesses, and they obviously wouldn't get on. There's, all, there's always seeds of discontent in the um, Garden of Rugby League, but Rupert came along with a big watering can, didn't he? Because at the same time, they were introducing pay television here, and they needed that content. They desperately needed that content. So all the disgruntled people within Rugby League suddenly had a, very, a fairy godfather, and that's why we had the Super League War. Now, Luke from Southport, one of the listeners, we've asked to send in some questions uh, to ask you, and he says, uh, Mr. Mascord, we all knew Super League was the beginning of big salaries in rugby league. Yes, it was. Who was reported to be the highest paid rugby league player during Super League, and how much was it? Oh, um, I would say, I would say sort of Laurie Daly and, and Bradley Clyde, and they, and they were up around uh, the million-dollar mark. Um, and, they, and then after that, we had, we had Alan Langer and, and those sort of guys. So um, you mentioned um, 1996 stats, and that's kind of like um, Mike Coleman, who, you know, yes. I think he lives in your footprint. He might even be listening. Uh, you know, he did a great book called Super League, uh, The Inside Story, and that finished with the ARL winning the, um, the, the, the original uh, uh, court case on October, uh, sorry, at the start of 1996, in January 1996. And then my book starts on October 4 when Super League wins, and, and it goes right to the today. Today is when my book ends. Today, 25 years ago, when the um, the clubs went over to the Sydney Football Stadium and uh, there was a big vote of the general committee. Uh, interestingly, the referees got a vote, but the players didn't. <laughs> and it was 36-4 uh, in favour of going into business with uh, News Limited, and that's why we had the NRL. Now, who instigated the possible merger to come back between both bodies through 97 into 98, which was the first year of the NRL? Yeah, well, actually, there's a good story about that. I think uh, Neil Whitaker's job and Ian Frickberg's jobs were to get the game back together. But Jeff Carr, we all remember Jeff, uh, and um, um, he, um, we remember him, and he's obviously still around. We remember him in his job as St George Chief Executive, and we remember him uh, as Communications Manager at the ARL. And he was out jogging one day, um, and uh, he saw um, Ian Frickberg, who had just come back from England, and Ian Frickberg signalled him to stop and said, do you think Neil would like a meeting? And so they arranged these secret uh, meetings. Uh, and in fact, 
Uh, we had, I had a guy called Bruce Kerridge who was actually a consultant to the ARL. Last night he came to Lee's Fortuna Court Chinese Restaurant, which is where Frickberg and Whitaker shook hands on the ARL the night before these meetings. And um, so, so that they had these secret meetings, and in the end it came down to um, what, what is the structure that might work, and then they had this meeting over the road uh, today, 25 years ago, and the ARL clubs agreed to get on board. Is there anything, Steve, that you're researching for the book that you th- something that just came out of left field that you found out that you never knew before? Something that's so significant that uh, that you can't believe that you you finally learnt of it. Look, there, there, there were there were there were lots of them, lots of them. But the one that I referred to a little bit earlier was I spoke to Damien Kelly, who's a radio reporter. You guys might know him, and he covered these uh, talks here. Um, 25 years ago today, uh, just across the road from where I am at this closed pub, and uh, he said that, uh, and, and and he said that um, um, he went yeah, afterwards. They went to a, a restaurant at a crow's nest called Lee's Fortuna Court Chinese Restaurant, and um, the, um, the 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 UE, the boss of UE said it's free food, free alcohol. You've had a long season, peace in our time, uh, you know. And um, the, the the restaurateur uh, Stanley Lee, uh, he said, why weren't you here last night? And uh, Damien said, what do you mean? Today's a big day. What do you mean last night? He said, he said last night, Mr. Frickberg and Mr. Whitaker, they sat over there and they shook hands on the deal and then they toasted with some port, and, um, <laughs> uh, which is an amazing story, right? Yeah. Um, and the funny thing is, I, I, last night I went in there last night, um, and, I, I, and believe it or not, Sunday night, Stanley Lee was working 25 years later. And I asked him to go to show me where... Uh, Mr. Frickberg and Mr. Whitaker had has ostensibly created the NRL, and he took me over to the table and said, "This is where they sat. This is where." Although he remembers Mr. Frickberg going in there all the time, and even though he told Damien Kelly the next day about what had happened, he doesn't recall it anymore himself, and neither does Neil Whitaker. So I suppose we've only got Damien to trust on that one. <laughs> um, any. <laughs> Isn't most, that amazing? The NRL, yeah. NRL was created in a Chinese restaurant. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I saw the photo on your social media uh, yesterday as well, Masco. So let's look at the last 25 years in the NRL era, only the NRL era. Who's the one player for Steve Mascord that stands out as the number one player of the last 25 years, Who, in your opinion? Well, I didn't realise this was going to be this is your life. I would have prepared better. Um, <laughs> Andrew Johns, for sure. Yep. Andrew Johnson, Andrew Johnson is the best player I ever saw, and I not just because he had natural talent, but because he stood in the front line and upended players, and he did all the hard work as well, and he trained, he trained really hard, and yeah, I consider it an honour to have uh, watched him play. Some, some of the, some, sometimes from the sideline, guys, which was, uh, you guys have both done that. It's a special, special honour to see, to see sort of talent that up close. Uh, Two Tribes is the book uh, by Steve Mascord. Thanks for your time on Sports Day, Masco. Good to catch up. Yeah, no worries. Someone's ringing me to ask where I am. So, <laughs> see you later. Bye. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is your place to race this summer. Certainly is. Uh... Of course, Chris Nelson joining us uh, right now. Sats, g'day, Nelson. Jay, Sats, how are you guys? Good. We're good. Uh, highlights from the weekends. There is a low light from the weekend. I'll get to that in just a moment. Yeah, you're going to say Golden Boom, aren't you, is the low light. But uh, you know what, Jace? I-, I think he was the highlight. But uh, looking at horses that won, Kovalika stamped his uh, 
authority on the Derby maybe next year in Brisbane when he won the Grand Prix. Uh, he'll either go, well, he'll go for a break now. We might see him in either the A Australian Derby or the Queensland Derby in June. But he will uh, at least go around in one, possibly both. He uh, won again. He's won four of five. His last four on the trot. He was very, very impressive. The other highlight of the day was the uh, the Lochnay Stakes. That was won by You Call It, who was heavily backed, trained by Chris Lees, ridden by Michael Carl. Upset some of the uh, the higher rated horses, such as Holyfield and Emerald Kingdom, etc. But was way Did it too easy, good didn't for it? all those. Did it yeah, easy. it was. Oh, could have gone another lap and beaten them. Chris yeah. Lees is Newcastle trainer. He is. That's yeah. dead right, and he's a very successful trainer. Has a, a satellite stable in Queensland and, and gets a lot of winners. Yeah. Okay. Now, what happens over the Christmas New Year period? Is there anything to look forward to uh, yeah. in the next couple of weeks? We have plenty of good racing. The summer carnival rolls on. Uh, some big meetings at uh, Doombin. Of course, the feature is the uh, King of the Mountain at Toowoomba on New Year's Eve, the $750,000 race. But unfortunately, we found out today that uh, Desley Forster's Apache Chase, who was the favourite uh, at around $3.50 for the big race, has had to be scratched. Uh, suffered an injury at track work on Ooh. Saturday morning and has been retired from racing. So no more Apache oh, wow. Chase, unfortunately. Wow. Yeah, he's okay. He's okay. No issue there, but uh, not for racing. Now, Jace has got... A ridiculous question for you. No, I have Off not. Put, no, not I have not put this in here. Yeah, you have. No, no. Ask him. No, I'm not, mate. This is your stripper. You're setting me up. Go for it. I swear on my children's life, I never put that in the run sheet. Well, I didn't put I'm it. I'm looking in there at it here either. now, and it's something, Jason. Now, let Chris Nelson be the judge of who would have put this in the run sheet. Okay. Who would be fastest? Okay, the winner of the King of the Mountain or Santa's reindeers. That's a Jason question. Exactly. Thank that you is, very much. Mate, I feel sorry for your, your children right now, Sats. One's going <laughs> to die a slow death in Penrith and the other one over in the I swear in, on my kids' life Compton. I never put that in. Well, that in. must have been that jerk Jack. He <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that do you, that. Jack? Yeah, it was him. Yeah. Stupid oh. question. What do you got, what you got for, for some tips? For tomorrow? Was, for tomorrow, yeah. I have got a tip for tomorrow, guys, but it's not in Brisbane. It's at, uh, <laughs> I'm going out of my lane here, but this horse did run in Brisbane last start, and it's at Warwick Farm, race seven, number 16, Sunshine in Paris, mm. Annabelle Neesham trains. Terrific run at Doombin a few weeks ago, was uh, was slated to run at uh, Ramwick on Saturday, drew a wide gate they've scratched and elected to run at Warwick Farm tomorrow. Get on. Race seven, number 16, Sunshine in Paris. And I think the question Jack wrote in there of Santa's reindeer, who would be the fastest? Everyone knows it's Sneezy. Mm. All right. That's not a reindeer. Isn't it? What is it then? Dwarf, isn't oh, it? Oh, dopey then. That's it. <laughs> you can't say one. dwarf, mate, anymore. Would the, oh. <laughs> would the seven dwarfs be <laughs> little jockeys person. on Santa's reindeer? There you go. Oh, I'm not answering that one. Why not? Or You mean all know. seven of them at once, Sats, or just different? <laughs> right, okay. Uh, Queensland Summer Carnival takes centre stage once again this week. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. See you, Nelso. See you, guys. The seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Now on Sports Day, the great sporting moments of 2022. Yeah, this has been great. Uh, Jack, our producer, has done a lot of great work on this stuff throughout uh, the last couple of weeks, Sats, and... We've got around about 12 of these to get through and before uh, New Year. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, 
if you don't mind, can I indulge in this special moment? Of course, it was Buddy Franklin. And that great sporting moment of 2022 is when he got that 1,000th goal at the SCG. Have a listen to this. Stunned by the foot of Duncan. Then he got crashed into, which opens up possibilities. Warner. Here comes Buddy. He doubles back. The kick's going his way from Warner. Yes! Security guards ring the SCG on a Friday night. There's Swan supporters. There's Hawthorne fans. Everybody is watching. Buddy Franklin with the eyes of the football world all around the country on him. And as the greatest showman, he likes it this way. He's 40 metres out. He comes in. The crowd comes in. He's got it. A thousand goals for Buddy Franklin. Perfectly, Franklin. A thousand goals. He lives out a million people's dreams. And this is a sight to behold. Yeah, and then the field, uh, it took 30 minutes for the Mm. game to start. A lot of the Swans players, Sats, actually exited via the main road outside of SCG to get back to the change rooms. Yeah, some of the fans who in the street were seeing the players and wondering, what what the hell's going on here? It was was pandemonium, wasn't it? Uh, He finished uh, the season on 1,047 goals. Of course, Tony Lockett was the all-time uh, most career goals with 1,360. That'll never be beaten. Mm. That'll never be beaten. Now, such is his domination of, of the game, of the modern game, Lance Buddy Franklin. Jack Revolt, still playing for Richmond, he's the closest current player on 755. <laughs> and he's been playing 14 or 15, uh, 14 seasons. And then you've got Tom Hawkins from Geelong Cats, who's on 732, who's been playing 14 seasons as well. So... I think you're right. I don't think he's ever going to be challenged. No, I don't. And Not for a long time anyway. And what about the impact this guy has actually had on the Sydney Swans? Joined them in 2013 on that big 10-year deal. He's extended for another year because he lost. He basically lost a whole season in 2020, 2021. It's prolonged his career, and I've never seen him look fitter. He looks leaner. Doesn't he? Yeah. He he's got really a big lean. engine for an old bloke. What is he, 36, 35? He's got a massive engine on you him. You ever heard that story when he was at Hawthorne? There's a young tagger that was on him. And at the start of the game, they're standing at their corner of the square. And um, and there'd been a lot of news all week about Buddy Franklin and this young kid that was going to, to basically was able to shut him down throughout the game. He's fit, this young kid. He's the next superstar. <laughs> Apparently they were standing waiting for the bounce and Buddy said, have you bought your sand shoes today? I said, what do you mean? He goes, we're doing 20, 20K. Wow. So quarter way through the th- uh, halfway through the third quarter, young fella puts his hand up to be, to be uh, interchanged. Buddy kicked eight that day. Yeah, yeah. He's incredible. And, of course, no doubt he'll want to be a part of that Swans lineup that try and revenge that loss to Geelong, that belting mm. by Geelong in the grand final this year. One of the great sporting moments of 2022, Buddy Franklin getting his 1,000th goal. This is Sports Day, the seven-seat Kia Sorento large SUV. The seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, time to check out the weather, Satsy, for New Farm Australian through and through. We've done this before, Longreach. 
Home of 4LG. Hits and Memories. The birthplace of Matt Scott. I don't know if it's Hits and Memories. Sampa. Yes. Matt Scott. Yes. Uh, is he retired in, in Townsville? See, he... He's got a building company with his, um, with his brother. Ah. Both builders, apparently. Yeah, and, nice. Uh, I was talking to Brent Tate, our good friend, not so long ago. And Your friend. Apparently, Matty Scott, he's, he's really struggling with a, a neck injury, which retired him. Yeah. Still suffering the effects of that from, from his career. Wednesday for Longreach, mm-hmm. 36. Oh. Sunny day with a low of 20 overnight. New Farm's products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm, Australian through and through. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. 36. That doesn't seem... It doesn't seem to be as hot as what it has been in the past. Yeah, well, it's Maybe only... January coming around it might well, be a little bit worse. It's only the 20th of December. Mm. Um, building a more resilient Queensland, that's the Suncorp spirit. Um, Socceroos will climb 11 places to 27 good, in the world it? after finishing 11th at the World Cup. Yep. So that's pretty good. Um, Jack's put this in as a treat for me. Being a Dallas Cowboys supporter, I don't even want to play this. Oh, because they're playing on Christmas Day. Philadelphia so, Eagles. So what's what's going on here? Is this a Christmas song by the Eagles? Yeah. So Not the band, the Eagles. The offensive linesman, um, one of them Australian, Jordan Maylada, uh, Jason Kelts, Kels and Lane Johnson. Uh, they've teamed up with some Philadelphia musicians. They recorded a Christmas classic with help of some other teammates. And all, all the... The proceeds, the profits from this are going to go to local charities. So here it is. So while you guys are recording this, mm-hmm. the Cowboys are preparing to kick your butt. You know what? I wonder, com- we, I wonder if any of those three players are actually those voices. Yeah, they probably. were very good voices. Yeah, but you put them through a synthesizer now and all that sort of You can't even tell, mate. Us talking like this would sound like the boss. Mm. Um, yeah, two of my pet hates, the Philadelphia Eagles and Christmas songs combined. My daughter's in Philadelphia in a couple of weeks. Oh, is she? Is she going yes. to see them play? No, she's going to watch the New York Giants and Indianapolis Colts. How was the trip to Compton in uh, L.A.? Would she have fun there? Well, she's now a crip. She's joined a gang. Has she got a teardrop uh, coming from her eye? <laughs> Has she? Tattooed, I mean. Not not the real one, a tattoo. <laughs> Make sure you've got the right insurance this storm season. Search Suncorp Home Insurance for a quote today. This has been Sports Day for Kia Satsy. See ya. We'll be back for Wednesday. See you tomorrow. <laughs>